And hello, welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noah Ruiz, I'm a designer here at Adafruit, and joining me every week is my brother, Pedro. Good morning everybody, I'm Pedro, it's Creative Tech here at Adafruit, and every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right, this is a show where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects for you folks. Hello everybody, we're hanging out in the Discord chat room. If you'd like to join in live and participate during the show, we normally are in the live broadcast chat room. A link to the Discord server is discord.gg slash Adafruit, or you can just search for Adafruit in the discovery tab if there is one. There might be. Hello everybody, good morning, and thank you for joining us today. We have a very fun project to share with you folks. And if you guys have any questions, you can drop them in um, and we'll uh, tune in as we do the different segments and stuff. Yeah, then shout out to everybody hanging out in all the chat rooms. We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, on Facebook, and of course on Discord. Giving shout outs to everybody hanging out. We got, scrolling up here, we got Mr. Certainly Bruce, got Rosin, got Liz Clark, we got Hello. Andy Calloway, Hello. Mark Gambler, Discordia, Feedy2, and Alvaro. Uh, Figarola on the YouTube chats. Cool. Good morning, everybody. Yep, we'll uh, be on the different chats too, but if you really want to engage, definitely Discord is where the party's at. All right, so we're gonna do some, uh, some introduction stuff, move into housekeeping, and then we'll move into the project of the week. All right, starting off with updates from our Black Lives Matter page. We have some updated things. The first is over the weekend, the awesome documentary came out of John Lewis called Good Trouble. Check it out. It is available right now on demand. You can check out the website. Adafruit wanted to help out Mongolia Pictures. This is a production company that put this together. Um, so Adafruit got all of their employees um, some digital tickets, so we took it. We took a look at it over the weekend. Definitely recommend it, check it out. John Lewis is an awesome figure, you need to check him out. Um, you can get tickets from the website and enjoy it, watching it at home. A lot of the cable companies also are streaming it on demand, so definitely check that out as well. I didn't even notice they had a little fresh Rotten Tomatoes, a uh, little <laughs> sticker there, cool. Updates to the Stop Hate for Profit campaign. There is a ever-growing list I took a quick look at it before the show and I saw about 994, so almost, hovering almost uh, a little bit below a thousand folks that are out there that are pulling their ads from Facebook to let them know that it's not cool what they're doing. So uh, there is there will be more updates to that and hopefully more companies join in as it's uh, still the beginning of July. The Circuit Playground a donation for Black Girls Code has sold out. Thank you everybody so much for purchasing and donating. Uh, the goal was to get 100 and uh, they sold out in a few days. And uh, we'll probably open this back up in the coming weeks, perhaps a month. And there's still like eight days remaining here. Um, but uh, thank you again for helping out the cause and uh, just overall helping out Adafruit too, just by purchasing stuff. Okay. We have newsletters that happen every week. Once a week, the new new newsletter has all of the latest products that Adafruit is introducing into the shop. You can subscribe to that by heading over to adafruit.com newsletter. For daily newsletter, adafruitdaily.com is a standalone website with categories that you can select to uh, subscribe to. 3D printing, biohacking, CircuitPython on hardware, just to name a few. Check those out, you're not automatically subscribed to them. So uh, if you'd like some daily content in your email inbox, you can go to afruitdaily.com and select your, your, uh, your categories. Hang out in the Discord chat room, that's the best place to engage, share your projects, get project help. And on Discord, every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time is the CircuitPython meeting. It is an hour plus long, lots of fun. Um, interactions with the community, 
great uh, way to find out what's going on in CircuitPython from the devs themselves. They run it. They do a great job running it. It is available uh, to download in any of your podcasting softwares. If you'd like to participate during, uh, during the live recording of it, it happens in the CircuitPython Discord channel. And of course, you can hit it up by going to discord.gg slash datafruit. A lot of twisty tongues here. Every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, yeah, I was going to say something about like you don't have to. You can you can lurk if you'd like to lurk. You don't have to participate. You can listen in live too, which is what I like to do. And uh, actually, listen to the rebroadcasting. This is posted mm -hmm. on YouTube, so you can watch that or listen to that as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, you also get some insight into what's going to come in the uh, the uh, CircuitPython newsletter which is Python on hardware. Okay, um, Adafruit is, is, is shipping orders. So if you'd like to, uh, if you're holding off on any orders, now is a good time to get back into it. Um, good, with, good time to cash in all those gift certificates you might have gotten uh, yeah. over the years. Yeah, those and are things are coming back in stock. We will share with you what items are in stock that we wanted to uh, talk about. So. I think with that, we're ready to jump into this week's project. If not, we can uh, check in the chat and see if there's any. No, let's go ahead and jump into we this week's project. Everything. It is the LED Matrix Hourglass. Yeah, so we put together a learn guide for this project. We shared a little bit about it last week. This week, we have the files available, the code's up, um, it's been up, and it's, it's ready for folks to remix, download, remake, what have you. Real quick, I want to give a, quick, a big shout out to the Project Inspiration. This was inspired by David Projectos. He's got an awesome Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitter profile, and he put together this project um, that inspired us to design a very similar version of it. I'm just scrolling through it. It's the Hourglass. This is awesome. Uh, so it is put together uh, using Arduino, and it's got some extra bits, like some LEDs on the side. It's using the bigger version of the LED matrices, so it's really cool. So definitely shout out to David Projectos. Give him a follow, check out his stuff. It's quite inspirational. So here's our version now. I'm gonna go to the camera, and we'll do a little demo here of it in action. So, to get my tabs together. So this is the build. It's a lot more simplified, and it's all 3D printed. Uh, it's using some snap fits, and in the back here we have a little on-off switch with a little hole here for the USB port, and it is running the Adafruit Blue Fruit, the, the Blue Fruit Sense, Sense with the NRF52840, and it has a built-in accelerometer. So that's uh, how this is working. It's it's uh, taking values from the accelerometer and uh, doing a little bit of simplified physics to create some terminal velocity. Look at these little grains of sand go. So as I rotate it around, you can see the little grains are interacting with each other, and they are, uh, they are telling the time. So one funny thing is, how long does it actually, does it take an hour for this to, to go? No, it takes like 50 seconds or so. <laughs> but yeah, these are the mini 8x8 LED module slash backpacks. Adafruit has them in many different colors, so you have lots of options. And we also have the bigger version. Bah, bah, bah. This is the small version. This is the mini version. It's still small. Uh, these also come in many different colors. Uh, they are a little bit different in terms of uh, soldering them together. The LED modules themselves really need to be soldered correctly. Here's what it looks like when you solder them incorrectly. Not all the LEDs work, <laughs> so that's a bummer. Um, but it is a very, very similar build. Uh, the exact same circuit, um, at least the wired connections are the exact same. And the difference here is we're just using uh, the bigger 1.2 inch sized 8x8 matrices. And um, yeah, they are very much similar. So what's cool about this one is it has some snap fit stuff. So it's quite simple to take it apart. There's the bottom there. This is a little JSC connector. We like to call these the Stemma QT connectors. So this is a great way to make a small connection so you can have something embedded and then connect it after so you can disconnect it. Uh, it's very modular as well. So there's the feather. 
holy moly, this feather has so many components on board. It's got the accelerometer, it has a built-in PDM microphone, temperature sensor, barometric sensor, um, a light gesture sensor, so you can do some crazy stuff with that. So much more. It's only 23 bucks. It has the built-in LiPo charging, so you just plug a LiPo battery in there. It'll regulate that for you down to three volts, and you get free USB charging on there. Well, it's not free, but you know what I mean. You get that, uh, that extra ability of, of recharging your battery. So if you're making a project that is embedded and needs to be quite small, uh, this feather is our favorite new go-to feather. So there's that piece there, it snaps. Here's the, the base of the larger small version, very, very similar. This is using a little bit of a different um, JST connector. This is just the Stemma connector, your, your normal sized Stemma connector. So it is a little bit bigger. I figured I'd use that just to share that because it's, you know, use the, the connector that fits the, the job or the size. Um, there's more room in the bottom base here. So we have a 400 milliamp LiPo battery. I forgot to mention that this one has the 400 milliamp LiPo battery. This is a 500 milliamp LiPo battery. So you get a, a, maybe another hour or so. Uh, the battery life seems to be pretty good over multiple hours. Um, yeah, so that's cool. And it's uh, very, very similar, just a bigger diameter, right? But the same size uh, snap fits. Yeah. Boy, God, I really wish that worked. <laughs> yeah, so one of the cool things that I like to do with uh, these type of projects that uh, need to be really small is the bottom. When I'm making like a little uh, enclosure bit, I have these built-in standoffs here with some little nubs that uh, are press fitted through the mounting holes on the feather. And then there's these two tabs that are right up against the edge. And if you look carefully uh, at its profile, you can see that there's these little nubs here that protrude out there. And what those do is they allow the, uh, the PCB to kind of stay in place. So the way it gets installed is at an angle, like this. And then you get the, uh, the holes, the posts to go through the mounting holes. And then you just kind of slightly flex this in press it down, and then now it is nicely secured in place. It won't fall out, and I tend to do this now for like all the projects that use the feather that uh, need to be embedded in a nice small little package here. A little bit of elevation there, you can see there, that's for wiring and stuff if you're gonna have headers or something. Um, and it just barely nips that edge of the, uh, of the PCB there. This is one of my favorite ways to mount a feather board to a 3D printed enclosure. And on the side here, you can see we have our little uh, built-in holder for the slide switch. It has like this little, little tab here that'll prevent the, the switch from being pressed all the way in. And these two walls here hug it in place. And then that hole there allows you to actuate the little slide switch bit. So that's how that's working. Uh, for the battery, it's just an empty area here. You can just put whatever battery will fit in that area. But uh, very, very similar uh, mounting um, approach like our previous project projects. So that's neat. And I also have a layer by layer tutorial on that. I'll have a link to the playlist of the layer by layer tutorials. Uh, so folks that are interested in designing their own enclosures can take a look at that. Sweet, lovely feather. So as I was talking about the feather, um, I was surprised to see that the feather is indeed in stock. So if we head on over to the website, it is PID 4516-4516, so you can get it. I was wrong about the price, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit more pricey because it's got all the bells and whistles. So you can get a look at all the different sensors and things there. The learn guide for it will walk you through all the different various sensors, um, setting it up with Arduino if you'd like, and of course, setting up with CircuitPython. So all that stuff is here in the lovely learn guide. And we also have a 3D model of the thing. So if you want, you can download, go to the downloads page and you can see all the different data sheets for all the various sensors on board. The Eagle CAD files are on GitHub because it's open source. And um, there's some demo code here for scanning Bluetooth stuff, schematic, fab print. The 3D model is something I didn't add yet, but it is definitely there in our GitHub repo which I will also have in the link of, of this video. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll cover that in a bit. Um, when it comes to the LED matrices, uh, there's a handy category that you can check out if you wanna just see them all um, nicely sorted. This is the category here. 
It's uh, adafruit.com slash category slash 326. And then you can just see all the different um, 8 by 8 LED matrices that are the 1.2 small size. They also come in squares and by color. You can get the backpack separately, or you can get uh, it with the backpack, or just the LED modules separately as well. So there's quite a bit of them. And then the 0.8 mini versions have the mini name, and they are small. And they come in all the same different colors. Same deal, you can get the, the LED module themselves with the backpack. I don't think the backpack is sold separately, standalone. So that's, that's that. Okay. I think that's that bit. It was another bit. I'll talk about 3D printing after the uh, intro. So yeah, so back over to the learn guide. This is going to cover the assembly. There's a circuit diagram here. Um, if you are interested in making a circuit diagram, you can use the fritzing software. It is open, free download, and we also have an Adafruit fritzing parts library, so you can put together your own wiring diagrams as well. Like uh, the Feather um, Sense is there. It's a fairly new um, fritzing part. And of course, you have all the different colors uh, of the, the LED backpacks. The only thing you have to kind of do that's a little bit different is that there's a little jumper on the back of the, of the backpacks, of the LED modules, that uh, you, can, uh, you can solder one of the, uh, the jumpers so that you can change the I2C address. That's how you're able to, uh, to uh, daisy chain two of them together. So just follow that, and you'll be in good, good, good times. So the code was written by Carter Nielsen, and Carter actually put together a learned guide um, about a month ago on how he put this project together. And he goes over the physics model. He walks through the code. So if you are interested, you can check that out and learn more about it by checking out his original guide. Um, I have the, the code um, mirrored in this guide, so it's kind of a one-to-one -one mirror. But this page will, set you, will, will help you set up your feather sense with the latest version of CircuitPython. Fairly easy to do so. So this will walk you through that. And then installing the libraries, just a handful of libraries required for this one. Um, yeah, so you can check them out. A nice screenshot lets you know which uh, libraries you'll need. The code is right here. It's, it's hosted on GitHub. You can check it out and download it using these links here or see it directly on GitHub. And there is a slight modification to the code. Shout out to Carter for helping me with this one. Because um, the feather board is mounted differently in this project, the uh, coordinates for the x, y, and z axes are adjusted slightly to accommodate for the updated position. And uh, Carter wrote it in a way where it's, if you want to mount it some other way, maybe you want to mount it backwards or right side up, um, you can adjust them uh, by just tweaking these three lines in the code. When it comes to 3D printing, they are fairly simple to print. No supports required. Um, but there are some little tips here that we can uh, talk about now. You can grab the CAD files um, from the various places that I have them linked here, Thingiverse and Prince of Prints, and also Fusion 360. I have the, uh, the original source available to download um, through the Fusion 360 website. So you can kind of get a look at them before you download them. So yep, put together a little CAD assembly animation. That's fun. That's cool. I want to talk about the uh, parts orientation. So here are some of the parts that are uh, used in the project. So the first thing I want to talk about is uh, this little peanut shape. This is what houses the, the LED matrices. And originally, I printed it flat, where this edge here was the flat part that touched the bed. And if you look, there is a little bit of overhang issues um, that arise from printing it in this orientation. Um, and then there are some visible layer lines that you can really take a look at. I'm going to adjust the camera slightly here. So folks um, are wondering, give me a second here to turn off autofocus and go manual. There you go. So you really get a good look at the, uh, the layer lines there. If your project needs that and that looks aesthetically pleasing, um, you, can, you can go with this w way. Uh, I wanted to see what it would look like if I printed it going tall ways up. And it looks a little bit better. 
there is the quality. You can still see layer lines and whatnot, but I think uh, there's much more kind of shine and reflectivity going on here because of the filament and just the orientation of the, of the part. Uh, when it comes to the tolerances, they seem to work out pretty well. Uh, so if, it's, if the inside needs to look nicer, uh, this would be a better option. Um, it is a symmetrical design, so it can be printed this way or this way, um, or flat like that, like I originally did. Um, and then you can see here, this is the overhang uh, geometry. I didn't even clean it up because I really didn't need to. Um, so that's nice. And you can see there's these little nubs here are the built-in snaps um, for the cover that gets snap fitted in there. So two different ways you can do it. Another thing that was interesting is that uh, in some slicers, like Cura, printing it tall ways is actually quicker. Um, though uh, printing it, like let's say in the Prusa slicer, it might be a little bit different. It might take longer to print it this tall ways. But hey, if that's not an issue to you, then print it tall ways and you'll get a fairly nicer, um, fairly nice, nicer uh, layer lines, I guess, layer quality. So those are the two different printing orientations. Of course, here's the bigger one. You can see that there. You can really see those layer lines there. And then the only other version is, the, uh, you know, the other, other part is actually in the build, so I'll have to show it to you this way. So if you like this filament and you'd like to try it out, we do have it linked. We have a uh, link to the, uh, the Amazon storefront. And uh, it is an affiliate link, so if you do purchase something, just know that uh, you're helping us out a little bit. I did post the links to both sizes, the one, uh, 175 and the 285 millimeter diameter for those. Excellent. Thank you. And uh, that's all I think I want to talk about when it came to uh, print orientation. Another tip that I have for these spindles, I'll go ahead and, and switch back over to the learn guide because there's a nice little screenshot here. Printing these, uh, printing the spindles are, were a little bit difficult. Um, they, they tend to tip over and fail. Um, so one way to, to prevent that from happening is to use uh, something, use a, a build plate adhesion. Um, a brim. A brim, a brim. Let's, let's just read what it says. Adding a brim can help improve adhesion to the build plate. Brim adds a single layer around the base of the model. Models with small surface areas touching the bed is prone to peel off, especially with tall objects. Use a brim with a three millimeter width when slicing the three spindles. That's what I did. You can use a bigger brim, but I think minimum of three millimeter width is, is what you want. Um, this screenshot is of the Kuro slicer. Um, so if you're using something else, um, they might use a different terminology. Um, folks in Discord, if you know, like uh, if, you're, if you're familiar with uh, Prusa's slicer, let me know, is it the same? Is it called the brim? And uh, yeah, anyway, the brim is definitely uh, something you want to use for this, uh, for these parts, just these parts. Okay, that's, that's about it. Everything else is pretty, pretty simple. Uh, the, the STL files are already oriented in the best orientation for printing. Um, so you don't need to reorient them unless you'd like to. Um, let's see, this, the source files, Okay, they are on GitHub, like I said. Uh, new ones that I uh, released over the weekend was the LED backpack modules. And these are really nice. I need to go into their learn guides and actually link to them, but you can get access to them in, uh, in our GitHub repo. These are what they look like. They are, um, they originally created an Eagle CAD EagleCAD has really nice integration with Fusion 360, so I'm able to make 3D models of the PCBs fairly quickly. And then you can uh, map all the various uh, onboard components um, using uh, your own models, modeling them if you'd like. Um, but uh, just know that uh, you will have them all nicely put together uh, when you download them from our, our GitHub repo. Yeah, pretty cool, okay. See, yeah. So the rest of the learn guide just walks you through soldering. Again, if you are soldering the bigger 1.2 inch version, please make sure you uh, walk through the learn guide uh, uh, on that. There is a the learn guide 
for the LED backpacks covers all of the various LED backpacks. So the 8x8s, 16x8s, the alphanumeric, the 7th segment displays, they're all nicely organized in the sidebar here. So I'll just take a quick look at the, the small version, the 1.2 inch version, and uh, in the assembly subpage here, uh, it has a nice warning that says, hey, you really need to uh, watch out. The matrix needs to be installed the right way. Watch out. The matrix needs to be... Watch there out. Be the a, matrix. There needs to be a red button before each uh, you think slide. So? Right. Well, I mean, the, I just assumed that because I made the mini version first, the, mi the mini version nope. doesn't... Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you can click here and look at the mini version and it has its own assembly page and you can see here that this one is... Um, doesn't matter, it's symmetrical. Haha. Uh -huh. But uh, great job, uh, Lamar, in putting these photos together. Um, you just have to follow them. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Where am I now? There you go. So this walks you through that. You do have to solder one of the jumpers on the back. A0 is the one we selected. That sets the, the I squared C address to 71. And uh, that's uh, required for daisy chaining multiple. Uh, matrices together. I cover the wiring um, f uh, fairly thoroughly. Yeah, we're using our favorite ribbon cable. This is silicone covered stranded wire. Um, it's just a nice bundled cable. It's really heat resistant. I kind of made my own Stemma QT cable because they currently don't come as a male connector, just a female connector. Um, but we do sell uh, these little right angled connectors in a pack of 10 and you can make your own wire. I'm sure in a couple months we'll probably have a DIY cable. That'd be great because soldering this is quite um, not Hellish. easy. Let's <laughs> just say that now. I mean, yeah. Nice practice though. It was nice practice actually. Um, and there's 10 of them. So if you break three of them, you still have seven left. You will break one. Yeah. Yeah, they come in a little cut reel too, which is neat. Because uh, that's how we, I guess these are surface mounted onto the various Stemma boards that we have. Um, but yeah, here's uh, other ones, yeah. Anyway, soldering the slide switch is fairly simple. Gets wired directly into the enable ground pins. That way you can turn off and on the three volt regulator. You can still recharge the battery when the three volt regulator is shut off. Yeah, and that just makes it a lot easier to, uh, to assemble because then you don't have to like thread it and then like solder it while it's being threaded. Yeah, that's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Okay, this one, this picture here just shows you, you do want to be aware of which matrix is the top and which is the bottom. Otherwise you're going to have it like <laughs> shooting upwards and different gravity. Yeah, and it just walks you through the assembly of, of you know, you want to follow the order, I think. The order of assembly is, is, is important. Um, so that's good to follow it, follow it uh, linear like this. And uh, yeah, fairly fun, easy to put together assembly. Um, yeah, I hope you guys get a kick out of that. Boop, boop, boop. Cool. Should have put this over. Now you have 50 seconds. <laughs> 50 seconds to ask your questions, folks. Looking at the chat room, there was just some confusion. People thought that the shininess was actually acrylic. Oh, yeah. uh, the trick for that is printing on a glass bed yeah. where the, what was it, PEX also gives you a shiny uh, bottom. So reflective. Look how reflective that is. Yeah, it's a really neat effect. Um, it ended up working. A lot of the times, um, it, it really depends on your project. If you're like filming it and you get these nasty reflections, like, God, you know, you're like, oh man, yeah. I wish I printed it on a matte surface, so. Or you can just bust out a bunch of reflectors and bouncers. Bouncer, yeah. To uh, cover it up. But yeah. We have uh, Ari, Ari Jit was asking if the backpacks would work on an ESP. And Carter is hanging out in the chat. Hey, says, Carter. yes, uh, via I squared C, but not with CircuitPython. Yeah. Uh, since ESP is no longer supported. Yeah. Uh, not enough um, memory and speed, right, yeah, I'm yeah. guessing, yeah. Our favorite go-tos are now the M4, so definitely take a look at those. Well, yeah, and, and the Scott is adding sense. support yeah. for the, uh, the ESP32 S2. Yeah. Cool. And then 
to some funny commentary. <laughs> Uh, Andy Calloway does not have an hourglass figure. Don't worry, none of us here do either. <laughs> and then some uh, uh, people are liking the gold filament. I put the Yay. Amazon links on there if you guys want to check it out. It's pretty and it's expensive. And yeah. it ships usually like next day. So I'm super surprised with all of the shields that we're printing. Looks like all the stock fulfillment is getting back up on Amazon. Cool. Yeah, it's fairly good stuff. Um, we got like two spools of it, right? And Discordia saying that, hey, I like the idea of the virtual sand flowing upwards. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe we can... Uh... And then we have Anne on Twitter saying that uh, regular sand is too boring. Silicon from sand used to electrify things is lit. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Anne. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll add one more bit to it. I wanted to make kind of like these, I wanted to change the design here of the frame to have like these more uh, curves to them. Um, and I did that, but it wouldn't like, it wouldn't roll around as freely. So I went back to the simple version, but they are included in the STLs if you download the bundle from, uh, from Thingiverse and Prusa printers. Um, yeah, same internal, just more you're gonna you know, spend more time printing this piece. Yeah, um, got some overhang on that too. It might um, be a little no, bit tricky, just no, depending you just on your print fans. It this way, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's all nice. Yeah, I guess there's a little bit of overhang there, but yeah. And then Carter says yes. ESP32S2 CircuitPython support is in the works, which you can listen to all the weeds nitty gritty that the devs talk about on uh, CircuitPython. That's right. Or you can tune in Maybe. every Friday at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific time, I believe. Tune in to Scott's deep dive yes. sessions every Friday. Yes. Check those out. You can um, use the handy uh, command in the Discord server. I think it's question mark show times. And then I'll get a, a really good, yep, 5 p.m. Eastern there you go. on Fridays. So check out. And Scott is Scott's. always available on Discord to answer any questions. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's project. It's a lot of fun to put together. And very uh, mesmerizing. Yeah, shout out to Carter for uh, putting together the code. And uh, all the, it's, it's, it was ported, like I think Dave Estelle's did one oh, yeah, with the yeah. Charlie Plex. That's right. And then previously Phil B made uh, quite a few of them. Um, yeah, so it's a fun, Evolution of the uh, staying the on the sand. shoulders of, of giants. Giants. <laughs> yeah. All cool. right. All right. I think that's this week's project, folks. Let's go ahead and jump into. Is it shop talk or community makes? Um. Yeah. Give me a second here to uh, organize my tabs. Yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah, the the prototype stuff's like it's still kind of in the works. Mm, okay, um, but it, it's probably going to be next week's project. Show um, it off. It yeah. Looks okay. So cool. cool. We're working on a a little mini basketball hoop with built-in IR breakout beam sensors. So uh, we're planning to use the RGB matrix to be a a scoreboard. And this is a collab project with Liz Clark, who's in the chat room. Blitz City DIY. Shout out. And uh, she's writing the code in CircuitPython. And again, we're using the RGB um, 32 by 64 matrix. So it's got the RGB feather wing in the back there and an M4 on top. We plan to have um, a button for resetting and then uh, some sort of uh, uh, mounting parts that will either be placed like on the edge of a table or right over a trash bin. So the idea <laughs> is to, uh, you know, have a little scoreboard and this uh, IR sensor embedded basketball hoop. And then we'll throw some stuff in there <laughs> and then you'll get some nice um, fonts that show and some graphics and things. And I think we're also gonna have a little um, speaker in the back so that you can make some sounds, maybe some MP3s. Um, but that's where I'm at with it. This is a little hoop. It fits on the bed of the printer. It, 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 trying to keep it um, within the build volume of a Prusa i3. So it'll fit like that. And um, yeah, just getting the IR sensors 
in there. Speaking of the IR sensors, huge shout out to Chris Schmitz. He uh, made a 3D model of the IR sensors, which is nice. great because I didn't have to do it. It was already done. Oh yeah, was this for the Halloween project? He did? Yeah, this is for his Halloween project, nice. and he threw that up there on GrabCAD. If folks, if you're looking for some 3D models, GrabCAD is a nice alternative to some of the other places because these are more about like, you know, like one-to-one -one text sheet, data sheet driven designs. Yeah, I was actually looking for some parts for one of the cruelty printers. I wanted to print a completely yeah. new print head for it. Right. Uh, so I can get more additional fans on there. Mm -hmm. Since I didn't want to drill through any of the metal parts, so I was thinking, hey, let me just print this out. Instead of designing it, it was right. available on GrabHead. That's awesome, yeah. And I do have some parts up there as well. Um, I just need to get some more parts out there. So cool. That is uh, the prototype. Um, Commentary for this, of course, is great. The basketball hoop project will be nothing but net. <laughs> and Andy Calloway says, that joke was a slam dunk. <laughs> and then Liz is saying that uh, it should meow every time you make a score. Okay. <laughs> or a purr. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Shout out. So that's um, what's being prototyped. Yeah. Okay. If we shimmy on Let's over to, to some uh, Shop Talk stuff. Not really a prototype, just a nice little simple build for adding a tripod in onto any of your Lego parts. So this is a really cool camera hiding little cover that you designed a couple of oh, sure. uh, year or two Yeah, ago. it's supposed to like just slide over your laptop and it's supposed to cover up your webcam for privacy reasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it has the little studs on the top there for Lego where, stuff. Yeah, I forget where Phil and Lamar found this project suggestion and they wanted to learn Adabot as well. Uh, one of the things I wanted to do was have a different placement for a 360 camera. Uh, it's usually right here in the way. I thought, well, why don't we just add or make a little Lego compatible tripod piece I can just go onto the top of our computer where it's the little webcam thing is so I just uh, opened up your file. It's this little, where I go? It's just a little plate that has Ooh. the, all of the little parts for the, oh, I forgot what these are called, not Take studs. Take a look at the frame, so we're in there. What are these called? And then I'll do not the a studs, the, the tubes. So you have this file available on oh, the project saying, link yeah. for that. Okay. And I just extruded this out and added our handy dandy little modeled part four to the three eighths to quarter 20 adapter. That's all this is, just has that in there. And then we have the quarter 20 to quarter 20 and then you can attach any uh, camera bit to that. And Sweet. it's just a nice simple little way to attach a tripod or camera to a Lego piece. And we have one right now in, that we are using. And if we adjust the camera, you can see here Oh, right I, have a, I think I sent you a photo of it, didn't I? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's our Fusion 360 camera. Funny enough, Fusion 360 is also modeling <laughs> software. But the GoPro Fusion 360 is currently up there being supported by that 3D printed part. Please don't break. No, it's nice and solid. All of the pieces uh, yes, fit, solid have an excellent uh, tolerance on it, so you can actually hear it. Ah. Ooh. So push it in there, it's like... Go back to the... Yeah. Here. So it's a nice little way to Focal attach point. a camera to any of your Lego pieces. If you're doing a stop motion or something like that. Sure. Do we have an nice official brick? Way. I'll, uh, brick I'll upload this on our Thingiverse in case anybody wants that. Okay. And then the other thing, I think you have the footage, have footage. on there. We yes. finally got our GoPro replacement. We wanted something that was super low light. Uh, the past project, um, was it last week's project? The bike project? Yeah. Uh, man, that was hard to film because <laughs> yeah, we had we to attach a giant phone to the back of our bike and it kept falling off. And the GoPro uh, just wasn't up to snuff in terms of the, the, the quality and the weight for it. So The focal uh, point too is a little bit oh, not yeah, good at right. close range stuff. So excellent for low light if you're a camera buff. Sorry, uh, just gonna show some camera Sorry. footage of <laughs> this. Okay, here we go. So, so tell this us about is this sample some, footage. Yeah, so this is 4K footage. It has excellent stabilization, which is one of the main things I was looking for. 
and is it uh, optical stabilization it's um, software stabilization. It, no no no. it's hardware okay. uh, so, so it's a six axis stabilizer and i am running through the uh, sidewalk here and you can see how smooth it is it does have some up and down right here when i'm like really jerking the camera but you can see it's pretty smooth it's pretty good what i really like about it it does record uh log so it does record like a nice flat image that you're able to uh later in post edit all the colors and do like your highlight adjustments and all that so it's a very excellent little camera and the workflow for it's super fast too i was able to do all okay. these edits and apply a lut on top of that right all on my phone and then export a 5k or 4k image from that so excellent little camera Sweet. it's a really good low light i was impressed i didn't yeah. give you the footage for that but i was just shooting stuff in the dark too and i was really impressed with how um, the image quality off of that. Was. Excellent. And so, oh yeah, again, one of the cool what's things the name too. It's, this camera. It's the Insta360 R1 one inch. So this was co-engineered with uh, Leica. So excellent quality. One of the cool things is it that it's modular, so you can take this little built-in screen. You can like turn it around, so you can have it facing you. Oh snap! Like that. What? And then we have the little <laughs> camera or the battery bit down here. So it's not a 360 camera, right? No, you can get a module for name, it. The company named themselves Insta360. The other what? thing I really like was how fast the uh, startup, oh. the boot is on this. That is really clever to be Very modular. fast. Um, so you turn off on wow. the GoPro. I don't know if you guys have any experience with those. It takes quite a while, especially if we're trying to film something uh, pretty fast. Uh, you always miss the shot that way. Are the lenses interchangeable? It looks like No, I don't no? believe so. Okay. But you can get like a filter for it, for like so, a polarizer. Okay, so you can get those filters and whatnot. Um, what so did what, it come with? Uh, just this stuff right here. Okay, where's the well, battery? Is battery is this guy right here. Okay. Yeah. And it's uh, waterproof out of, the, uh, out of the box. Oh, snap. Uh, the whole thing is waterproof? Yeah. What? So the only thing that's missing is like a quarter 20. <laughs> Uh, on the bottom, yeah, how silly that wasn't added. So of course, that's one of the first things I'm going to model for it. A Ninja Flex bumper, so we can add a right. 3 8 score 20, which is one of the first things we always do for like a, when we get a thing, new yeah. little camera. So excellent little cool. uh, taking time lapses or time shifts. Is it the same um, price range as a GoPro? Like five? Yeah, it's a little bit cheaper than the GoPro. Okay. And uh, the quality. Just looking at the comparison shots of it, it's uh, mm, way it's better. Storm. So, so it takes. Um, so the battery is this proprietary battery, of course, and you just yeah, charge it so over USB. Yeah. You charge it over USB C, I guess. Yeah, it's USB C. Okay. Um, How do you offload footage? You you can either take the the SD card right out there. or uh, right through your phone. Okay. Which is really cool is that it does all the editing through metadata, so you're not actually having to download these giant files. Whoa. So that's super handy too. A lot you're editing faster on your phone. Or your just editing on my phone, yeah. So you For, connect to it like through Bluetooth. Yeah, it's just Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Okay, and then you edit some stuff there. Yeah. Neat. What does it record natively to? MP4. Uh, it's their own like proprietary format. I, I think it's an H3 H. 265. Okay. So nice. Uh, doing a lot of processing on the camera itself, which is very handy for, uh, like I was saying, being able to edit a whole clip that uh, mm -hmm. all that B roll footage that you showed sure. was all done on the camera itself. So we'll be doing more uh, shots with this little guy. Does it and have an HDMI out? I don't I think you yeah. could do it through USB-C. Interesting. I'm Another just thinking cool like, thing, oh, will it work as a webcam? Well, the Probably cool thing not. I haven't tested is that you can use your AirPods as microphones. I saw the option on there and completely forgot wow. that it could do that. Too. Yeah, I was going to say too, like, is there any audio input? Yeah, so once, you know, this pandemic is over, hopefully, and oh. more events are happening, we do some more interviews or something, it'll be a lot more easier than having all these wireless mics on you. Right. Just have an okay. AirPod in somebody's ear. Cool. All right. I'll have to play with it at some point. This is my first time kind of seeing it, folks. Yeah, we just got it in yeah. uh, yesterday. So, yeah. One, more one. tests and, yeah. of course, more 3D printing to be done. To right. It would be great to replace the GoPro on our, on our uh, circuit panel yeah, on the slider. Yeah, it's pretty old. We don't even, I think it's like the GoPro 6 or something, the Hero 6. Mm. Okay. Well, um, with that, let's go ahead and jump into this week's Community Makes. Yep.
this week's community makes is um, a. So we're we've been playing game night every uh, every night. Oh, well, we try every night, and um, we've been playing yeah, a lot of you know. You found okay. this really handy dandy card holder. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to have to struggle to find the link. Sorry, folks. Let's read some of the comments. Bruce is saying, yeah, you can get a 360 module for this. Okay. It is modular. And then the price, I think it's still on sale. It was like $200 off. Um, it's on Amazon, and they ship next day. So you can check out the uh, prices there. folks um hey are we back maybe the uh the power went out for a second and we do have an apc battery backup but it looks like we need a bigger one we need a bigger one <laughs> yeah it lasted like two seconds not we even needed it to last for 30 seconds and it wasn't enough but uh i think we're back. several people concerned is it a glitch no it should be back up yeah the whole computer is shut down it's fun <laughs> it's exciting <laughs> so we All right, we, we're right at the beginning of the community make for this week. Yeah, and uh, I was struggling to find a link to the Thingiverse thing. So uh, I'm still struggling to find the link to the Thingiverse thing, but it's there now. And um, boy, that's wrong. I won't be able to share the website with you because it's all busted. Yeah, this camera's down. Like, it didn't boot up correctly, so we're going to have to use this camera. All right, so this week's project, <laughs> oh this is really, as uh, Chris Young says in the YouTube chat, a very, uh, let me say it word by word, by word. it's a really uh, low-tech assistive technology subject. All of our audio. Hello? Hello? Okay. That's odd. Was I don't working? know if it was working or not. Sorry. Hello, hello. Sorry about that. The mic stopped working. We're going to have to like close the show pretty soon anyway, so that's good. Yeah, it's a really fast, nice little low-tech system uh, way to hold a bunch of cards when you're playing games. A nice uh, model here. We'll post the link to the Thingiverse file using the Silk Black uh, PLA from Sun Lu. I'll post the Amazon link to that as well. And it's just a nice little simple way to be able to hold cards uh, during your game nights. I did have to use a um, horizontal expansion just so you can get this not to uh, yeah, fuse together. Right. It was a negative expansion, what would you call it? It was a <laughs> negative point two. I would go with, just so you can have yeah. uh, hold a nice amount of cards, especially with Uno, if you you know have a bunch of colors that are not in your deck, yeah. you can you draw, uh, a lot. draw a lot of cards. So a nice, simple little way to hold cards. Cool. Yeah, sorry, I can't show you the webpage, yep. the, uh, the shots busted right now. 
Okay, that is this week's Community Makes. Can we have a time-lapse Tuesday video on that. And, um, it's black to it play. Is. Yeah, it'll play. That's all good. It's just the, uh, the shot for doing a, a desktop capture is busted. Yes, yeah, so you are going to need a brim on the bottom of these just so it doesn't flop off as it's printing. Yeah, it totally happens in there. And then low infill since you don't need it to be uh, you know that heavy. Yeah. And it was uh, by Kay Wallace. Excellent little uh, fun way. Yeah, it's neat. Only thing that stinks about it is just how long it takes. It's about, yeah, five hours. If uh, you're time lapsing. Three uh, hours if you don't have the time Yeah, lapse. that's still a long time for this yeah, little thing. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, hopefully later tonight everything will go as planned. There is some shows later tonight if you'd like to join in and share your projects what you're working on or your workspace please do so we invite you to come on to the show and tell it happens every wednesday at 7 p.m eastern time it happens um on Streamyard, and uh, the way to get in is to hang out in the discord chat room around um 6 50 p.m we'll start throwing the little share link so you can get invited that way uh, everybody's welcome Yes. And then at uh, 8 p.m. later tonight is Ask Engineer, full hour of Amar and Phil, new products, CircuitPython and hardware, and all the news as well. John Park's workshop is tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Before you check it out, I need to put this one before John Park's. John Park also does a full hour of Make Code coding live with John Park every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. I also need one for Scott. I need to make one. All right. Well, with that all taken care of, you've been watching 3D Hangouts. <laughs> Happens every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, thunderstorms uh, tend to happen here in Florida. Thank you all guys right. so much for joining. Uh, we'll see you guys tonight. But until then, remember, make a great day. Make a great day and get a better battery backup. <laughs> see you tonight, folks. Bye, folks. <laughs>